Welcome back to Fresh Tracks on SDPB. Our musical guide, as always, is David Herzrud from Sturgis. Hey, David, how's, uh, how's everything so far? Everything is great. Yeah. The sun is shining. <laughs> you can't beat it. You know, it's really kind of interesting in the, in the programs we've had over the last couple of years, talking about singles, talking about digital, talking about vinyl, albums. But more and more of that conversation has been about boxed sets, which have been around, but there seems to be more of a proliferation. And we've got, what is this? I guess we'd have to classify this one as a two-part box set coming out from the kinks it's called the journey and this is part one one of the reasons that there are a lot of box sets that we've been talking about is the record companies like to get box sets released around the holidays christmas gifts and and that kind of thing many of them are not inexpensive so you need (laughs) you need to plan for it one of the reasons i talked about i'm i'm a big kinks fan to begin with but This is different in that uh, this is a 60th anniversary anthology, but it's not a greatest hits package. The sky's blue, but there are clouds in my head with big decisions looming ahead. The sun is out, but the room is so gray. So much confusion heading my way. Get positive, try to be gay. Three original members of the Kinks, Ray and Dave Davies and Mick Avery, who was the uh, the drummer, the bass player, Peter Quaife, died in 2010. Anyway, they got together and they picked the songs that they liked to be included in this anthology. And there's going to be some songs on there, and I consider myself to be kind of a Kinks fan. But there are some songs I'm taking a look at, and <laughs> I couldn't remember them. It was nice to go back. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff you'll recognize. But they picked out the uh, music. You have to think about it, the three of them getting together, because let's face it, the Kinks had trials and tribulations throughout <laughs> their life. Yeah. So for them to get together and be able to put this together, I thought was fantastic. The LP is going to have 30 songs on it. The CD version has 36. People are going to notice this, but there were some some omissions, some songs that they didn't pick. For example, they didn't pick Lola. It's another definition of of the theme of a box set. And some that we've talked about this year so far are like a deep dive like Thin Lizzy into a specific album or concert. Some are anthology-like where here is the entire catalog of the artist over time, and then some are a mix with other media. I can imagine these three guys getting together, and instead of saying, what do you think the fans would like to hear, they would say, let's pick out our favorite songs. And it sounds like that's what they decided. They've had 24 studio albums, four live albums, and they've sold about uh, 50 million albums worldwide. So just sitting down and going through it was probably not the easiest thing in the world to do, but they were able to come to an agreement on the songs that were going to be in the journey part one. Part two will come out later this year. 
but it's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to listen to. And and I, I've gone back and listened to every one of the songs on that they put on the journey part one. It changed my mind on a lot of songs I've listened to for years. In what way? Well, you're listening for something a little bit different. I mean, the Kinks had so many hits that in some cases it's hard to get past them, to really start digging down into the, the music that they've written and recorded over the years. This, for me, it was absolutely a lot of fun just to sit and listen to all of this music, some of which I hadn't listened to for probably 30, 40 years. Mm. So I can predict that a year or two from now, there will be another box set called The Music That Fueled Journey 1 and 2, and it'll be their greatest hits. <laughs> You're probably correct. <laughs> then you'll have them all. Well, here's something new, and new because it's been such a long time. The album Celebrants is something new coming out from Nickel Creek. Now, they've been busy, but it's been a while since they produced an album under that name, Nickel Creek. Yeah, this is her first new album in nine years, and I didn't realize uh, it, it had even been that long. Washing my hands through the night, can't sleep for the sirens. Screaming one man's freedoms, another's fever that keeps rising. Along with a sneak attack song, but I promise, hon, I can make the coffee strong enough to get us to the wine. Fortunately, it wasn't that they retired. Chris Thiele served as the host of Live From Here, which replaced a Prairie Home Companion, and he recorded six albums with the Grammy Award-winning band The Punch Brothers. Sarah Watkins uh, has done four studio albums herself and worked with Aofi O'Donovan and Sarah Yairos in the Grammy Award-winning Roots trio, I'm With Her. Fantastic group. Sean Watkins is co-founder, along with Sarah, of the Watkins Family Hour, and he's released three solo albums himself, so they've been busy. You have to admire the fact that they do quality solo work and can check that at the door and be a band again. And you have to remember, you start taking a look back going into the early 2000s when they were really at, at their peak at that particular time and realized that they paved the way for musicians like Billy Strings and bands like the Brothers Comatose, <laughs> one of my favorite groups. Yeah. They have constantly pushed the boundaries of progressive bluegrass. They've captured an audience that would never admit to liking bluegrass music at all. And I'm probably one you could put into that category. That's what surprised me a little bit, a little bit about the, the song Holding Pattern, which is from the album Celebrants. It is wonderful, but not what I expected. I would have to agree with you. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of excitement over this album. I always refer back to the Blues Brothers album when one of the comments that was made, we're getting the band back together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is exactly what they did here, and we're thankful that they did. So when you're working for the record company and there's management of not only music but of careers, what does it mean when one of the groups gets picked to be an opening act for a major headliner? Paramore is in that position because they are going to be opening for Taylor Swift. Oh,
Good thing? Bad thing? I think it's a great thing. Okay. I mean, this is the band's sixth album. They're not a Christian band in the traditional sense. Okay. Their connection to faith is evident in their music. This album, though, is full of surprises. I think that people who have been Paramore fans for a long time are going to really, really like this album. Somebody wrote down, this is their most ambitious and dynamic album yet. When they're out there with Taylor, you know, it's not going to be going on stage and playing for 20 minutes or a half hour. It's probably going to be a fairly long concert. I'd take my head off to Taylor for wanting to bring a band like Paramore along. But when you listen to the track that we have, it seems like it would be a perfect fit for a Taylor Swift concert. Musically from the sound, but maybe from the theme. You know, you got to have a good breakup song if you're going to play, <laughs> play on a Taylor Swift tour. Their new album is called This Is Why, Paramore. And if you've got a Taylor Swift concert ticket, you may see them. Nickel Creek is back together. Holding Pattern is a new song from the album Celebrants. And The Journey Part One is out in the next day or two. It's out from The Kinks. It's a box set, part two, later in the year around holiday time. That's Fresh Tracks and our musical guide as always, David Herzrud. Thanks, David. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah.